Hey, it's Shane here. Throughout the majority of my career, I spent thousands of hours on my technique to try to be as close to perfect as I could be. But the one thing I didn't work on was my mental skills. On the exact mindset I needed every ball to be able to access all of my technical skills that I worked so hard to develop. Well, I've recently released my book, Winning the Inner Battle, which has all of the information that you will ever need to deeply understand how you can create the correct mindset for you so that you can bring the best version of yourself every time you step out into the middle. Go to shamewatson.au to purchase a copy of Winning the Inner Battle now. It is available in paperback, ebook, or audiobook versions. Well, it's now time for your episode of Lessons Learned with the Greats. Enjoy. Pressure. What is pressure? Mm. People ask, what is pressure mm. before the before the game? I say the pressure is when you go home, your mom says, better win tomorrow. <laughs> when you leave, your dad says, you better win tomorrow. You go outside, your staff says, sir, win tomorrow. On the road, they stop you on a red light. But see why we got to win tomorrow. So that creates, oh. to, especially to a young player. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you can't escape that. You can't escape that. You can't just say, yeah, I can't escape that. I have to get used to it very quickly. Hey everyone, I hope you all are traveling as well as you can during these very challenging times. Here is another super cool episode of Lessons Learned with the Greats. I recorded this in Karachi during the Pakistan Super League a few months ago with the great Wazim Akram. Hope you all really enjoy it. Everyone, please stay safe and take care. Today is another incredibly special day for me on Lessons Learned with the Greats. On this episode, I have the absolute privilege and honour of talking to and gaining incredible insights from the best left-arm fast bowler of all time, and with this being one of the best bowlers in cricket history. I've been so lucky to have spent time with another one of my heroes over the last five years, with him being the mentor of one of my Pakistan Super League teams, Islamabad United, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome the great Wazim Akram to my show. <laughs> Exciting time. This is my first one, by the way, Varu. Awesome. And I wish you all the best. <laughs> Thank you. You started something new, yeah. and I think it'll be a big success. I hope so. Yeah, thanks, I think thanks, uh, thanks to you, and thanks to people like you who are willing to, to talk to me. So I'm just going to go into a few... Well, some your numbers, which are sure. phenomenal. Okay, just read it out so everyone fully understands what's going on. Okay, Wasn't played 104 tests, taking 414 wickets at an incredible average of 23.62 with 25 five-wicket hauls. To go with this, was made three test hundreds, yes, <laughs> with his high score of 257 not out yes. against the poor Zimbabweans. It was a good side then, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Yeah, and yep. I went into bad. A lot of people argue with me, you know, especially kids nowadays. When you go up to a school and say, what's your high score? You say 257 yeah. and they say against. You say, I say Zimbabwe. They said, yeah, whatever. I said, guys, I went out to bat at number eight. We were 170 out for six. Yep. And then me and Saklan batted for nine hours. I don't know how it happened. But it's one of those days probably. Okay, that's the days you're wanting every day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Was took 1,042 first class wickets. That's crazy. <laughs> At an average of 21.64 with 75 wicket hauls. He played 356 one day internationals taking 502 wickets at an average of 23.52. This, it's just crazy to think this is possible. 881 list day wickets which are domestic one day wickets. 
It is so hard to get your head around that that's actually someone's able to do that. Those yeah. numbers are phenomenal. I mean, I just wanted to be be remembered like you guys are talking about me now. There was a plan when I started playing for Pakistan early yeah. on. So back of my mind was as a young 17-year-old kid, kid that, uh, uh, you know, I didn't want it to be a one-tour wonder because yeah. my life story is very different than the average cricketer, even in Pakistan or India in subcontinent. I got picked up out of the blue. My first okay. first-class game was a three-day game against New Zealand and I didn't know who the players were I was bowling to <laughs> I was just first year of my college yeah. and I was playing against uh, Javed Miyadad I had his posters in my room I used to bunk school go see their practice <laughs> you know I did all that like average kid would do from Lahore yeah Jeez, it's phenomenal. Okay, well, um, coming well, coming in and around the Aussie team when I first when I first did there, like there were so many phenomenal stories that they that they talked to me about. I remember <laughs> just getting ter- getting terrorised against <laughs> against was um, with him swing like with you swinging the new ball both ways yeah. at consistently 150 k's, which is phenomenal. And then with the old ball, you know, reverse swing at 150 k's as well both ways. I'm going to indulge here a little bit and just sure. a couple of um, special memories that I had growing up of you okay. was okay so I do remember the 92 World Cup I okay. was 11 at that at that stage and I do remember like it was yesterday that over that you bowled against the Poms is ripped the heart Alan out of Alan Lamb, Lamb and, and Chris he, and Chris Lewis Chris Lewis yes yeah back to back the ball beautiful like amazing skill it was reversing think. obviously so there yeah. was a plan in 34th over there was a water break and then uh, the partnership was growing Alan Lamb at the time was the best batsman in ODI cricket in the world was he? Yeah, okay. he was the best chaser yeah like probably talk about Virat Kohli nowadays yeah, okay. so he was then Alan Lamb was the first one in world cricket and then Neil Fredbrother yep. who played with me for Lancashire okay. three years prior to that World Cup so he knew everything so every, every time I came on to bowl at him if you notice he blocked everything yep. he played for in swing yeah. but I think Alan Lamb very rarely played me in county cricket and that was the over uh, we needed that wicket had a word with Imran he said from Pavilion and the MCG mm-hmm. 88,000 people almost 90,000 people were there and 60,000 were Australians because they plan ahead don't they so they thought <laughs> arrogant Australia- Aussies <laughs> no I call it a planning yeah, okay, so good. they plan ahead unlike Pakistan. We, 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 we arrive at the last second and ask for 20 <laughs> VIP tickets no end but it's not happening yeah. so you know uh, uh, so they they were supporting Pakistan yeah. they weren't supporting British team England team yeah that's for sure yeah so it was it was to me it felt like I was playing in Lahore somewhere we had so much support from Australian crowd yeah. and I was only 23 years old so you can imagine MCG pack house and England being the best one day side at the time they were yeah okay they were all the all-rounders there Philip Defert is batting at number 10 <sighs> Pringle yeah. had probably re- 11. Yeah. And they all first class 100 players get got lots of runs in first class cricket. Yeah. So definitely the best sides in in one day. Can you, like, that is like, it's phenomenal. 92 to be able to be a huge part of winning the World Cups. So not just you were there in the squad or a bit of a passenger. Yeah. You were one of the big reasons. I re- broke yes. a really important, yeah, a really important partnership there. That's because phenomenal. 87 it? World Cup was my first World Cup that was in Pakistan. And I realized uh, I was about 19 years old. And I realized then. <laughs> playing in front of home, home crowd wherever we went this hotel you are staying in at, uh, at right now we mm. must have stayed here oh, right. in 87 and the lobby was packed <laughs> with fans you go outside there were fans so I said whoa World Cup is something very very different Yeah. so I prepared for it in that World Cup I did okay in 87 but okay. 92 I was really became uh, uh, the number one player I suppose in the world because yeah. before that in 89 92 to Australia mm-hmm. I got 11 wickets MCG I've got 100 in the second yeah. test match yeah. my first S100 5 yeah. 
cricket hall yeah. my best one day score 86 at the mcg so i i you know as a cricketer you would know as a sportsman that certain time you realize that yes i belong here yep. and i can and do one this. this i've yep. got this yeah exactly <laughs> yeah absolutely so i'm talking about your hundred at, at the Adelaide Oval, I do remember that as well because that the that was your first hundred. But to, for, in my mind at that time, because I was um, was I think I was you must have I was, been yeah, really I was eight. eight. I was eight at that time. Yeah. But the thing that I remember thinking was, okay, this guy's a gun bowler, but now he's got a hundred as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a test hundred and he smacked it. It's not like he's just blocked it and just grounded it out. Yeah. Grafted it out. He's actually smoking them as well. I, I saw this is super cool. It was super cool, and that too against the mighty Australians and in Australia. Australia mm. is always a tough side to beat in Australia. Mm. Uh, apart from you know because of the conditions, physically very fit. You guys always have been, always will be. I suppose mm. that's a culture as a sportsman in Australia, and of course skill levels are very high as well. So you got to be top player to perform against the Aussies in Australia. In any era, I'm talking about. I played a yeah. couple of decades. Yeah. So I played <laughs> almost yeah 20 years for Pakistan, 10 yeah. years for Lancashire. So I know yeah. that. I And in the in in the beginning, I realized my first trip was in 1985 to Australia, the Mini World Cup. It happened in Melbourne and Sydney, and me, India and Pakistan qualified for the finals. Although right. we lost the finals to India, okay. But it was the first game. My I think my first game or second game on was against Australia at the MCG. Okay. And I didn't know. I only knew Alan Border. I didn't know Kepler <laughs> Wessels, Robbie Kerr. Yeah. Now the great Dean Jones. Yeah. I didn't know who he was. Not a clue. Yeah. And I got first five wickets. Five for twenty-one. First spell. Yeah. I don't know how, but it happened. And yeah. then I learned. You know, life is all about learning and evolving yourself as a cricketer, as a person. Mm-hmm. And I, with my experience, I'm fifty, almost fifty-four now. When, as a person, you think that you have learned enough or you've done, that's where from where the downfall starts. Yeah. You keep on evolving, keep mm-hmm. on learning different cultures, different food, different people, and that's how you evolve up. Uh, you know, personality. And when I retired in two thousand three, I was very kind of worried, like probably you were when mm-hmm. you're international cricket. No, it's not a big, it's a huge decision. Mm-hmm. And what will I do? Yeah. What would been? Absolutely. I mean, you guys at least a little lucky. There's a lot of T20 leagues Now. you can pick and choose yep. from last four, five, six years. Yeah. But we had nothing. Yeah. Then I said, okay, I could do something. Mm. Business. I'm not business savvy. Never did mm-hmm. business. No, no clue. The only thing I know is cricket. Mm. So I should revolve myself around cricket, and yep. that's how I got a contract with ESPN Star as a commentator. Mm-hmm. You know they helped me a lot. I was in Singapore for three months, learning, presenting, oh, right. okay. uh, uh, voice control, uh, producing, uh, editing, uh, everything. Like so three months the, I was there. Yeah, three okay. months digging into the, the real nitty gritties. Exactly. Of broadcasting, I mean, yeah. anything you do, you got to you got to do your homework. Yeah. This is as simple. You can't hmm. just rock up and think you're going to perform. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you do in life. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing words. Um, was there's a couple of my favorite highlights, but which couple for you really stand out of your hot career highlights you know when you, when you play for 20 21 years it's difficult to pick one mm. game or one series but most more or less England and Australia were the places uh, where I wanted to perform mm. and against India was a different reason I wanted to perform <laughs> yeah. because once you perform against India yeah. you get recognized in your country big time yeah. vice versa for Indians as well yeah. if they perform well and uh, 90s you won a lot against India nowadays a very different story it's the opposite <laughs> now the tables have turned I suppose yeah yeah but uh, uh, yeah if we talk about tours I- I'll pick up India tour My okay. number one, 1999. Which, oh, we right. toured India after 10 years. Okay. India came to Pakistan in 99, and we right. didn't play Test cricket for 10 years. Really? Yeah. 
So I me and Makar wow. never played against great Sachin Tendulkar for ten years. Test cricket. Wow. Eighty nine, Sachin did the debut, and the yeah. Pakistan, and then we toured in ninety nine. No, I didn't know so, that. Yeah. Wow, okay. So that tour was exactly the same security hmm. you guys are having in Pakistan yeah, yeah, now. Okay. President, state level security, yeah. roads are blocked everywhere. Not allowed to go outside the hotel. But uh, and you can imagine India, Pakistan. If they are playing in in Pakistan, they might not get support. at all mm-hmm. and vice versa if you mm-hmm. go to india <laughs> pin drop silence if you're doing well <laughs> so i was the captain so i told my team before the first test match at chennai look guys the 50000 40000 people chennai crowd is a very cricket kind of knowledgeable yeah. cricket loving crowd and uh, um, i said if the stadium is quiet it means we're doing a job <laughs> and that was the thing i put it in it i said don't worry about uh, uh, clapping and ba- you know well done just think back home and think if they're quiet we are on the right track mm. and that test match we won by 12 runs oh, what a test match they wow, needed okay. i think 260 odd sachin was playing on 136 20 runs to win uh, five wickets down him and mongia had a partnership and then mongia got out on second new ball of me and then sachin started hitting they needed 20 i think of uh, with five wickets in hand and then every fielder was on the boundary <laughs> apart from me as a captain i was yeah. an extra cover okay giving single away to sachin yeah <laughs> and obviously sachin charged and saklan mushtaq was a phenomenal bowler i mm-hmm. mean he was the one who inventor of dusra the yeah. different delivery mm-hmm. imagine mm-hmm. the talent he had <laughs> so uh, he 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 was on 136 he was reading him fine sachin but on that delivery i think he bowled the dusra but towards mm-hmm. middle leg okay so he went towards mid wicket yeah. top edge and the ball went right up in the sky and there was only one fielder under You're and that was me <laughs> 50,000 people screaming mm. and the catch was up in the air and imagine what must have been going through my mind the whole country if I drop yeah. I just said in the end focus stay still eyes on the ball yeah that's all I did keep it simple yeah keep Ten it simple process. exactly and you know imagine yeah. it takes you split seconds you have to decide everything yeah. so many things goes goes past your mind yeah and then I took that catch yeah and uh, I think Saklan got three for Three or four in the okay. next four overs, the game is over. And at first time in the history of India-Pakistan cricket, we got standing ovation uh, from the Chennai crowd. Wow. Yeah, you must see it That's on a, uh, yeah, YouTube. Okay, It's I'll something look. phenomenal. Yeah, okay. And there's a phenomenal. very amazing documentary made by Channel Four mm-hmm. on that series. They were allowed in our dressing rooms and travel with us. Uh, right. Yeah, it called I think Cricket and War. I think it's on yeah, YouTube. Okay. Okay. It's very oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. They were in our dressing room. They were seeing the crowd. Every it's it's it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Must watch. Okay, I will. So that was a favorite tour. Yep. <laughs> And then awesome. the second test match, <laughs> yeah. Delhi pitch got digged by the extremists in India. No. They came and they dug the whole t- thing. So obviously they they relayed it, and then we went on to play on there for a test match. And then Kumble t- Kumble got ten wickets on that pitch. <laughs> so it was probably. T- <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. It was a controversial tour. Lengths of people go. You to. see, when you guys talk about ashes, <laughs> cra- yeah. know, Australia, England, yeah. and I, we Pakistanis, and think, yeah. what are they on about? Yeah, people aren't digging up pitches. Sixty <laughs> million people in England, sixty-five, twenty-one yeah. million yeah. people in Australia, India, Pakistan, one point five billion people. <laughs> And you have different sports in Australia. Yeah, I know it's spread across. Uh, you know, as a young kid, yeah. you have the uh, you know you you can pick whatever you want to play. Mm. And in Pakistan, India, and have you seen as you've been touring Pakistan for two three years and India for last ten twelve years? It's only one sport. That's it. That's cricket. So imagine the pressure we go through before the tour. Pressure. What is pressure? Mm. People ask. What is pressure mm. before the before the game? I say the pressure is when you go home. Your mom says, "Better win tomorrow." <laughs> when you leave, your dad says. 
You better win tomorrow. You go outside, your staff says, "Sir, win tomorrow." On the road, they stop you. On a red light, but see, why we gotta win tomorrow? So that creates, oh. to, especially to a young player, yeah, uh, you know, you can't escape that. You can't escape that. You can't just yeah, can't escape that. I have to get used to it very quickly. So that's where the pressure starts building in Dopa games. How did you, how did you shut that out then? Because you have, like you have to, think, otherwise uh, it can it does stifle you. Yeah, it does. I just used to uh, 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 enjoy it. Yeah, okay. I used to say, okay, if I'll do well, I'll get the attention. Yeah, okay. I, I used to, to take it as a it. positive way. Yeah. I never used to bog down by it. Or what will happen if I fail? So you know, a lot of people do though. A lot of people, a lot of sportsmen or mm. young people, they get under pressure. They 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 buckle. They think about what if I. So the idea is up. take that pressure positively and work on it. Say, okay, mm. the pressure on me. Boss is putting a pressure on me. I'll make sure I'll do well, mm. and uh, I'll get there. And believe me, without planning, without hard working, it's it's literally impossible. Everything yeah. has to be planned. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And once you do your homework, I think whatever hap comes to your life, you can handle it. Yeah, awesome, great words. All right, so we're going to move on to skills yeah. lessons learned. Okay, so from a bowling point of view, was there one specific like technical component that really stands out to to you that you that you worked on and developed and then you knew once you got that right yes. you're going to bring your best like really consistently uh, you know my natural swing was uh, to in swing to a right hander yeah, okay into yep. a, you yep. know like Mitchell Stark yep. early on with the new, new, new ball and uh, in 91 92 I started realizing I'm becoming too predictable okay I said I so sometimes when left armers it doesn't come in it goes cross it doesn't seem away it, it goes cross with the angle yep. and it's easier for you to pick as yep. a batsman Absolutely. when it's going across instead of swinging it away or seeming it away and then I I said okay let's try to learn out swing so I started bowling in nets with one step just my wrist open okay. and releasing the ball with the flick yep. with you know when when you come to release just do a bit of flick towards yep. first lane inside yep. okay. and that how eventually my pace was, wasn't as much because my, my bowling must when my wrist muscles were strong enough my, my wrist muscles were used to the ball bring yeah, the ball way. back into yep. the right hander so I started bowling in nets with three steps with four steps months not days yeah, yeah, you know as you know as a bowler yep. that it takes months to even 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 change your action about a tiny bit, tiny bit exactly. because yep. your mind is so so you know accepted that kind of action so it took me months and then 92 I think against England series I've learned that I was running in nets I was bowling with full pace and then I could outswing at will and then started bowling in games yeah. it was a three day games it was I think 92 tour we had 13 first class games to play the whole tour okay. 13 and me and Vakat played every one of them Tons change haven't they plus the four test matches now there's cotton ball <laughs> I know I see those guys and what the heck is going on my missus is more stronger than you guys yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, okay so so that's how, so I how so you're swing. saying this so how long was that process I like think it at took least me to get the hang to get and the then hang of that outswing yep. releasing it and kind of flick it in the last second yep. it took me about two and a half months <laughs> with three steps and eventually I went to five steps yeah. My run-up wasn't that long anyway, mm. and in the beginning was going towards wide, towards firstly. But yeah. eventually, I got the hang of it from where I from where I had to flick and mm -hmm. how much. <laughs> so if if it's swinging, then I'll I'll aim middle leg. If it's mm. not swinging, I I'll, I'll aim middle off. And in one-day cricket on on dead pitches, mm. if it's not coming back into the right-hander, how, as a left-arm bowler, how can you survive? How can you yeah, contain? Just get lined up. Just yeah. lined up and go cross. 
go hmm. cross have one slip or maybe third man and just go cross don't hmm. give him wide and you know that that particular delivery where yeah. he can punch you towards to, uh, towards point so you just work that out yourself yeah and i, I remember uh, i joined lancashire in 1988 that helped me a lot to see when okay. they say playing cricket any sport you play the more you play at competitive level you'll improve mm-hmm. that's what exactly happened to me 88 mm-hmm. was my first year i thought it was league when they offered Did me you? yeah like those days there was a yeah. law, there was a rule only you can sign to register to overseas players and play with one okay. so you had to be the best of the best yeah yeah i mean i had pat before me was clive lloyd and patrick <laughs> patterson and then they got me so it was me and patrick we used to share three day games and i used to play every one day game okay so first year I got my first first class hundred there by batting at number nine, and then eighty nine I toured Australia, became the number one all rounder in the world at yeah. the time because yeah. of playing county cricket. That gave me confidence as a person because I was living on my own, out mm-hmm. of my comfort zone, yeah. with uh, with different with different friends, different culture. But mm-hmm. I must say, uh, like people in Lancashire at the time, my colleagues, my 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 buddies, Neil Fay brother, Michael Atherton, Ian Austin, you know, all these guys. Uh, my first captain, David Hughes, they helped me. A lot. I mean, I learned a lot. I became very confident as a person. Mm-hmm. So, if your confidence as a person, it will show whatever you do in life. This is mm-hmm. a simple. The con. And then I used to bowl in nets a lot with the old ball, with the new ball, over the wicket, around the wicket. If Lancashire won the toss, they liked to bat. I used to take Gehan Mendes, one of the county greats, Sri Lankan but British. Yeah. Gehan Mendes. I used to take him. He was an opener, so most of the time, first over he was out. <laughs> Whenever he was out early, yeah. I used to take him to net. and used to bowl uh, you know five six overs from with the new ball five six overs from around the wicket <laughs> with the old ball and my you know my captain used to say what are you doing vas we've got 18 three day games to yeah. play and three one day comps you're going to get tired i told him uh, skipper i'm 20 years old i don't think so i'm going to get tired and that that hard work actually made me learn yeah. all these tricks bowling yeah. you know before me very rarely left arm left left arm bowlers bowled around the wicket yeah they just Bef- bowled over the wicket every made the most there yeah. at that angle yeah that angle mm. so i said why not go wide of the crease and try to learn this away swing from a right hander it'll be a different angle and no one's done that before. no one's done that before <laughs> so with the angle the ball will come in and mm-hmm. if it's held his line it'll be definitely nick or bowled and mm-hmm. i got a lot of wickets like that and this is again every day i was learning something i wanted to be different so you talk about their how important playing was and for your fitness from yeah. bowling fitness yes like so what was so that was your primary way of getting fit and staying fit was bowling my, yes uh, whenever i was off even for a week my i used to run okay i'd gym, say gym work the, strength I, gym no no gym I, i started gymming at the age of 33 maybe 32 <laughs> on and off but i was just bowling every day <laughs> lots of overs lots of overs in nets fielding sprinting uh, five laps was normal off the ground before any practice session five laps six seven quick sprints and about an hour bowling with spikes proper run up new ball that was my routine and i never felt comfortable before a test match or a one day i needed to have a net i needed okay. to have a net yeah. to give to 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 brush up my skills so if by any chance i missed that net i wasn't with, with, with a positive frame of mind mm-hmm. going into the game preparation was very important for me so this is the thing that there's, there's been a, such a, shig- a significant shift in australian cricket that i've seen al- alone yeah. is that the fitness side of things where there's gym work whether it's running fitness not specific to not really that specific to cricket yeah. that that's the priority or significant priority so it's at least 50-50 is the priority of fitness 
yeah. to skill development. No doubt the cricketers are a lot fitter now. I understand that. They look good as well, six-pack and all. But as a bowler, Walter, you know, the bowling muscle will, the bowling muscle will only get strengthened when you bowl. Mm-hmm. Because the whole body, <laughs> you're using every muscle in your body. Okay, it's good to strengthen your hamstrings, mm. your lower back, your groins, whatever they do. But when I see them exercising in gym, it doesn't make any sense to me. None. People might say I'm a 90s guy. I'm a 90s guy. I understand. I'm, I, and I'm with the technology myself. But the, I but mean, you played kind of in both eras. Yeah, I know. And I was I was educated around, well, if you want to bowl fast, yeah. you got to get big and strong in the gym. Yeah. It's madness. No, we, me it's and madness. Makar, But I didn't know any, I didn't know any other way because that's what everyone way. was doing. That's what I was being educated around. Yeah. Instead of, the most important thing is what you're saying there is your skill development as a starting point. You can't improve your skill without bowling, without, without bowling. playing. Yeah. Especially game time as well as in the nets. You can't But ex- then it's your, yeah. your bowling fitness. Yeah, that's that's only come by bowling. I played ten years, eight years for Lancashire. Played, we used to play seventeen four-day games and three one-day comps, and then Pakistan. So uh, I loved it because I was always in 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 rhythm, always there. I had injuries like any other sportsman yeah. would do, but I used to come back and just start bowling again. Were those injuries that you had sometimes technically driven, as in maybe your technique was slightly off, and then obviously because you're bowling a lot, then you'd get think, more stress uh, or over overuse injury? No, or? a couple. One was the groin injury early on in my career because okay. my back foot used to flip yes while, okay. so that's why yeah. the groin okay. and would you believe where did I had my groin operation I will tell you where in Australia okay not in, in Tasmania not in Hobart a mining town called Queenstown it's four yeah, right. hour away drive from Hobart that's random yeah, very random because <laughs> my doctor I remember his name great guy Dr. Neil Halpin he was the best groin specialist in Sydney Okay. and he moved there for six months for charity uh, work well, okay. so he said if you want it done I'm here mm-hmm. so I landed in you know 21 year old guy landed in Hobart I, mm. I, you know it was dark <laughs> <laughs> especially in winter <laughs> it was beautiful it was dark yeah. and then four hour drive in the middle of nowhere but and in two days the operation got done then okay. I came back took a flight and since then I never had trouble but you had to work did you have to work on your technique there to no. not no no because they, fix it you, usually you have four tendon muscles okay and, you know with your pelvis bone I think mm-hmm. yeah, they, they cut one of them that was giving me trouble a little bit okay so, so that fixed it you didn't have to make it a technical no, adjustment no. to that okay I think with my bowling action I wouldn't be able to do that thing so I had to yep. just uh, st- strengthen the muscles around okay. that particular yep. area okay. and then 97 the shoulder injury that because of bowling that was because of bowling 97 I had okay. one operation shoulder operation and then I okay. came back within 6 months and no, no problems yet. no no, oh, okay. but you know, after shoulder operation, one thing I noticed: I was I had the strongest throw in world cricket. Mm. My throw was still strong, but mm. the aim wasn't there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you. In, then I realized in about two, three weeks' time, if I'm aiming right, I have to aim at least <laughs> three feet right off that yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Because I don't know why, but just it, the mechanics slightly changed. Yeah, from the operation. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably it was weird. Yeah. It was weird feeling. Yeah, I'm trying to hit the aim there, but it's going three feet <laughs> every time other side. Yeah, uh, incredible. I had to zero it in. Those words of wisdom that you said there about the uh, bowling fitness and then yeah. obviously your skill development with that bowling fitness keep evolving yourself <clears throat> watching cricket also helps a lot to young mm-hmm. kids watching cricket mm-hmm. modern greats what they do what's their technique is mm-hmm. and you know working with Dino you get uh, Dino is very passionate he mm-hmm. really is mm-hmm. I've worked with him a lot Dean Jones and you know uh, he, he compares a lot present cricket Does. with me and, and, and our cricket mm-hmm. and his also was running he just ran he said I just ran mm-hmm. and he was very very fit physically fit cricketer Dean 
Jones. So I suppose watching cricket, uh, and and he also insists if you are a batsman and batting at the bowling, uh, you know, at, at the other end, um, always see if spinner is bowling, make sure you see his wrist if he is a leg spinner, mm. that how he's releasing the ball because then you can read bowling from the other end mm. as a batsman. Yep. If you how where his googly is, if you can't read a googly, that's where you can you make sure you see the release of the ball. Yeah, because you got a closer closer it's, look at it exactly compared to being down the other end. Other end, it's, yeah. it's difficult to to see the ball moves revelations mm. to see the googly especially yep. under lights white ball mm. you pick googly from the hand yeah absolutely that's what yeah. you do try to <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to mental skills yeah so mental skills were you always built a certain way for a mental aspect or did you have to evolve mental skills to be able to bring your best game every time to be able to access all the skills I, that you uh, had. mental skill metal matters a lot <laughs> at after at one level you need to keep your mind strong mm-hmm. and i think i was lucky my late wife was a psychologist oh. and hypnotherapist right. from university college london we wow. were childhood uh, you know uh, a love story yeah. and then she left us 10 years ago so she was uh, uh, she taught me how to visualize before the game and what is uh, how do you you know uh, uh, work with your mind believe in yourself never lose hope body language mm-hmm. everything and that that matters she educated you on she that she educated me a lot that's a perfect she, storm per- perfect storm i used to before the game oh. night before the game early dinner uh, and you know obviously early early dinner go to bed by 10:30 11 not every time though in australia we rarely slept <laughs> <laughs> Having a good time. I know. It's a great place. <laughs> it is, it is. I swear, incredible things we did in Australia. Waro, I can't say that here, but yeah. But I had, fun, I mean, fun things. I'm saying yeah, Sydney, yeah. Melbourne, yeah. Um, Brisbane. It's a life about. Yeah, it's a life about. Yeah, it? yeah. And but big games, uh, early bed visualization mm. for five to ten minutes. Okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get there. Mm. My, I'll be light on my feet as a bowler. You know, sometimes under pressure you feel heavy. Your legs mm-hmm. are heavy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, whenever I felt light, I well so you know be calm relax believe in your hard work believe in your preparation mm. and visualizing getting the wicket three wickets or four wickets whatever you want to visualize and stuff like that and that helped a lot and most of the time it happened that's so important that's phenomenal like, yeah to think because you obviously had the skill incredible skill that you work so hard on but yeah. unless you don't have the the mental skills to be able to unlock it all and you just had an education yeah that your, skill you, know, uh, you your see beautiful wife wow talent everybody's got talent whatever they do in life but mm. the talent stays with you for 3 to 4 years mm. and then preparation hard work can prolong that talent mm. for 20 so to true. 25 years yeah. evolving evolving yeah. believing evolving even in coaching uh, even in organizing uh, any cricket team league is not easy mm. you got to be organized you can't just wake up at 12 yourself and expect people to work for you <laughs> that leading from the front means that you as a boss or you as a captain mm. or you as a leader of your office or whatever mm. uh, whatever you do the right thing people will follow this is as simple and you know when i became as a captain of pakistan team first time i was 24 boy i was 24 93 tour uh, west indies oh wow yeah never captained anything before no under Perfect. 19 no under 19 uh, no club cricket no first class cricket became pakistan captain no idea what was happening <laughs> first two weeks not a clue <laughs> and you know the great 
the my my first captain javed miyadad was playing under me oh wakar yunus was the vice captain ramiz raja senior under me salim malik was senior yeah, nice. so it's not nice it wasn't nice they weren't very that? helpful Whoa. it affected my game a bit Jeez, first first, first month or two and then uh because you know couple of senior guys there's no point naming them long time ago they were late of the bus every time and i was very finicky and i couldn't do anything about it being a 23 year 24 year old so i called the great imran skipper i was always yeah. in touch with a call him skipper yeah. the skipper this is happening what should i do how do i discipline he said mm. was one suggestion if you want to discipline someone get the top guy <laughs> and everybody will everybody will follow mm. if you're going to discipline some young junior mm. guy nobody going to listen to you and that got into my mind i said wow that's actually a that's big secret advice great advice so discipline the top dog and everybody else will follow will follow and i find javed mia that heavy fine he got upset and all but everybody was on the bus after that simple philosophy worked that is awesome yeah <laughs> go imran uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so from then on though it was it was better yeah it was better than 93 i had rebel against me nine players said we're not going to play under wasim akram so i had to resign as a captain oh, and then these players salim malik became captain on and then there was a straight tour straight after i wasn't talking to nine of them so i called skipper imran again what to do <laughs> the nine players don't even talk to he said why don't go on a tour that's what he said right but i after he put his phone down i said yeah. i thought to myself i want to play cricket mm. if these nine guys don't want to play under me i really don't care yeah, i'm going it, on that tour and i got on the tour i got 25 wickets in three test matches <laughs> and got man of the series man of the matches uh, one day three man of the matches out of five and you know didn't high five anyone how good was that yeah it's a good way to prove <laughs> your point great way to prove your point i know but imagine you're playing with 11 players you're not talking to nine of them and you're getting wickets every ball just imagine that situation <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> it's getting the other way around you're not talking to nine and exactly. then you're getting a pole absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and that the very the batsman who rebelled against me i think for two years they didn't come into nets in front of me Fair i would enough, have killed them. them yeah i, I did that's why they were worried <laughs> <laughs> that's a pair of vena fast bowler but exactly. i okay no one's going to stuff with you yeah i'll see I you know, in that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> all right so you're in the media now and yeah. you're a brilliant commentator obviously you've worked very hard as well but from what you know now would you've approached the media differently when you're playing oh yes it's a hard work yeah in it's what, not that what, easy no in you know, what people think it's a very kushti job you go there you arrive you commentate you get paid you come back not really if the game starts at 10 in the morning a call time is at 7 7 water yeah okay world cup we just did yeah if the game was at say 10 o'clock the call time was at quarter past 7 to be at the ground pitch reports yeah, that's not social cushy. media that's not uh, uh you know <laughs> players interviews then an hour of the pre show yeah. then you have in bit 25 over social media as the di- digital i'll give you one tip yeah. whenever you sign a deal with any tv channel make yeah. sure you sign a separate deal for digital and separate for mm. commentating because it's hard work digital to pile it on every pre show of digital and mm. the te- television okay. after 25 over digital that's good advice 50 over 50 over lunch break yep uh, lunch show and yeah. then digital show yeah. and then the game finishes game finishes you do the post show and if it's a world cup you've signed up with news channels you signed oh, up yeah. with the digital companies and you have to do that after that you come home yeah. by 9 o'clock yeah. and be 7 o'clock in the morning there again so but it's it's worth it because yeah. that's all i know but it's not yeah. easy yeah. the way it, you see it on television yeah. but yes i would have uh, approached very differently i didn't know at the time i okay. think players don't know what these me- you know the, the commentators they go through what sort of yeah. pre- preparation they do and if they criticize 
criticize i'm all for criticism but if i criticize my job is to give solution as well yeah, exactly. as an expert well, it's, it's easy to criticize yeah. without actually providing a solution it's very easy yep. pakistanis every pakistani is very good at it criticizing <laughs> without giving solutions yeah even exactly. even even cricketers who come on television they criticize the team they don't uh, have any solution so yep. uh, you have to have a solution yep. and i criticize about the cricket yeah nothing personal mm. that's not my job mm. my job is if they're playing well i'll say play well why mm. they're playing well if they're not playing uh, uh you know in good, if they're not in good nick i'll explain why 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 he's doing uh, what is he doing what he should be doing and stuff like that that's yep. my job as an expert on a television yeah so when you were when you were playing <laughs> did the media scrutiny that would have been obviously here in in pakistan for example did that media scrutiny ever get to affect your performance at all or you didn't allow it to sort of get into your bubble i didn't allow but there was only newspapers i suppose yeah okay that's there it. wasn't even when you're playing there you wasn't you don't read newspaper you okay nowadays okay. there's everything we so even 15, tv in tv Pakistan, here? we have 15 news channels 50 but when you're playing there wasn't as anywhere near I as much tv it was oh. a one ptv oh, news right. that's it and nobody listened to that okay. at all pakistan television news <laughs> channel there was the only news channel nine o'clock news yeah that was it and i think cricketers were not top of their agenda i suppose like yeah, okay. so yeah the pressure wasn't as much Okay. Whatever is happening nowadays. Yep. I would have been uh, if I was if social media was my time I probably would have been sacked in about 3 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Off the field tactics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it so it's a different different time. Different, era, yeah, different okay. time. Relaxed yeah. time. There was only print media. One guy wrote an article, yeah. it's okay, you ignore it. Other guy wrote a nasty article, fine, who cares? Kind yeah. of stuff. You come back, perform and move on. Yeah, but nowadays I I don't even that's I can't what, even imagine. What, well, that's what dreams are made of. One news one guy writing a news article and that's about it. If you yeah. don't read that, other people probably don't read Did it. They well, tell you uh, they are really? Okay. Yeah. No worries. Where was that when I was playing? I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to get a little bit more personal now. This sure. is just around the financial aspect. And this has absolutely got nothing to do with sure, how much sure. money you've got or anything like that. It's more yeah. so around your education, your understanding around wealth generation. Yeah. About whether it's um, – and what your lessons that you've learned throughout your life yeah. around ways to have generated your wealth and grow your wealth, whether it's in the – if it's in business, investing in businesses or investing in property or – or the markets, whatever. Yeah, sure. Is there lessons that you've learned along the way to be able to help grow yeah. the wealth as much I've as I can? I've learned one thing, that nobody will make money for you. You see, when sportsmen retire, there'll be a lot of friends or people tend to, you know, they come say, okay, let's invest into this business. <laughs> I'll work, you roam around, and I'll give you money. That can't happen. <laughs> that really can't happen yeah it doesn't happen yeah if you're going to start business do it yourself and give you know do the hard yards mm-hmm. and uh, i've i've been through a couple of times i done business with a with a friend of mine we brought reebok 10 years ago to pakistan reebok was a big brand yeah agency uh, gave my own cash about half a million dollars then and right saved my cash all my and then uh, nothing happened Stop. we opened up two shops and then uh, we fall out and then uh, i have no idea what happened to the money and what happened to the shops has been closed for 5 6 years now so that's what i'm saying nobody will make money for you this is that simple and then i built my brand in pakistan how do you build your brand you build your brand to being a role model mm-hmm. to be involved in present mm-hmm. uh, because what you did that was what i did was i retired 16 years ago mm-hmm. so that's past and you still super a lot of charity work 
work. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm the brand ambassador for three four big companies already. Mm-hmm. Pepsi is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'm with the Gree, one of uh, the the home appliances company. Then I'm with Novo Nordisk Diabetic. I'm brand ambassador for Novo Nordisk. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then Roche. Then Ariel is a, is a, is a, is a washing powder. Yep. You've probably seen your television yeah, every every two minutes. Yeah, yeah you can't miss it. <laughs> so that's how you build a brand, and 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 obviously you have to learn to explain yourself, not in English, in Urdu as well, in our yep. country. Yeah. So you know, people will call you. You have to meet up people. You have to build your brand, and you have to be to so start off with be a role model. If mm. you you can't build a brand if you know if you're not a role model, this is that simple. Yeah. Big name will understand, but if you're not doing the right thing, eventually your name will go down. And uh, I'm still the most Uh, by the grace of God, uh, most demand. Dem- I mean, I charge the most in Pakistan, uh, more than actors, more than top actors in Pakistan, more than the cricketers. So that's a good thing. And obviously, uh, uh, my present wife Shanira, she's also helped to build my brand and her brand because she does a lot of charity. Yeah, a lot. That's a very Aussie thing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Australians yeah. are very uh, uh, kind of focused on giving back to community. Yeah. So yeah. that's the Aussie culture is coming out from her. Yeah. And she visited visit this child children hospital. Here and I C H National mm-hmm. uh, Institution of Child Healthcare mm-hmm. Government Hospital, five hundred bed, and on one bed there are four kids. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids come from all over. Since since the big province, Karachi yeah. is the city of that province. Mm-hmm. Karachi is a city of twenty two million people. So you can't. Australia has twenty two million. Uh-huh. The whole Australia, whole yeah. whole continent. So yeah, she does a lot. She goes every three days, four days, spend five six hour raise funds for them, and then she just cleaned the beach about uh, two months ago. The Karachi beaches. You can go there. It looks like you're in Bali somewhere. Before it mm-hmm. was a dump. So she created awareness on social media. All government, federal government came, local government came. Everybody came and helped. Now. Everybody is praising her for that too. Amazing woman. So and it's, she's it's the brand of best over Fred Hollers, the another great oh, yeah, Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the cataracts. All with us. Yeah. yeah. So she went to uh, uh, inner Lahore, uh, inner Punjab, about uh, from Lahore. It's three four hours drive. Mm-hmm. Stayed there a night and given a vision to about thirty women who didn't uh, who who couldn't see for about twenty years. So imagine that was the first face they saw was Shanira's, and I have the pictures. That's phenomenal. It was incri- incredible. Yeah. So that also helped to build a brand. In brand, in a way, indirectly, it wasn't planned. Yeah. She was doing the Australian thing, but with that, the reputation also gone up. Mm. We do a lot of charity too, mm. very quietly as well. Yeah. That's phenomenal that you guys have actually come together, not just for you know, a marriage, but also building a business really together, yeah. a brand, a yeah. brand together. Absolutely. So, and I also realized that my name is my brand. Mm. So. Instead of investing money, I give my name now. <laughs> so as you know, I've got three fragrances out from last four five years. No, I know. Uh, I've given you one Beautiful, or two. Beautiful, I know. Uh, it's a white ball, <laughs> white cricket ball, five or two one day wickets. Super clever content. Uh, Red cricket concept. ball is four one four. My my test match wickets and one for women called five or two. Number one in in Pakistan, and they all are made by French uh, uh, perfumers. All the fragrances from France, and it's very reasonable priced here. This is one of the biggest company in Pakistan, J Dot. I signed up with them, given them my name, and seventy five percent profit I get out of every bottle. So it's a good deed. And then my clothing range is out as well. The local shalwar kameez we call it. Okay. Our national dress. Yeah. In uh, different colors, my shoe range in Pakistani Peshawari style shoes. Everything, yeah, everything is going well. I'm on it. That's good on the you, mate. 
right. Yeah, that's right. Well, you, you've got a purpose, you know. Exactly I've, got, I've, got a, I've, got, I've got a bit of Aussie in me now. I've been married to Shanira for seven <laughs> years, known her for about eight, nine years. Mm. And uh, that, you know, I'm up early. I eat eat early. Yeah. I go to bed at 11, 10, 30, up at yep. six o'clock yeah, on the run. Yeah, which different to what I've experienced with the guys here I'm playing with. We, one day we wake up at 12. <laughs> and and what, time say, do we, what time do they eat? Oh, Yeah, they eat at 12. <laughs> so if somebody so invites you in Pakistan or India, yeah. uh, say, come at nine o'clock, don't pitch up at nine. They won't be ready. <laughs> the hosts won't be ready. So pitch up at 9, 30, 10. Yeah. And the dinner will serve by 12, 31. Oh. That's, that's, that's my yeah. time. I know. I know. I, I think now, how did I do that yeah. for 45 years? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, so from what I what you've said there, so one from a business lessons learned is if you're going to, well, don't invest your money and not do the work. Don't expect yeah. you to invest your money and someone's going to actually. Go safe. Safe is if you don't know anything, property in Pakistan is the best option. I don't know yeah. about the world, but yeah. in Pakistan, property is the best option. Yeah. And uh, okay, I was lucky that I built a brand so people use my name and pay me. Yeah. But generally, if you're a young kid and a uh, youngster, just finish your college, you want to do something, make sure you do it yourself. Yep. And, and everything it's is great. possible. It's, absolutely. It's super wise words. Instead I've, of I've, relying I've on this. other people. I've yeah. done this. Yeah. Very simple. Nobody will make money for you unless you put your hard yeah. It's simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'll move on to general life lessons learned. So with all the, the ups and downs that we all go through, um, and you've certainly had your fair shares of I ups did. and downs through, through your life. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a saying or a mantra that you that you keep remind yourself of when these challenges and these ups and especially the sure. down periods um, come along in your life? I I think uh, my experiences, I can call it. I've been mm. through a lot, controversies, mm. personal uh, tragedies, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, controversies as a match-fixing controversy and all this, I've been through it. But what I've learned is is this, the life is not a simple, easy ride. There will be problems. <laughs> and as long as every problem have a solution. So when the problem arises, if you can't solve this, put it back on your mind for a day, come back to it tomorrow instead of thinking about it, instead of getting stressed about it. Mm. Stress is not going to help. Mm. That's his, This is my own experience. It's difficult to forget, but again, that's practice. Yep. If you practice it, you can forget it for a day, come back to it tomorrow. And uh, eventually you'll get the uh, uh, solution. And you know, remember, everyone make mistakes. It's as long nature, as you're human being, as long as you learn from your mistakes. Mm. And I made gazillions of them. I've learned yes. a bit late, but I've learned. <laughs> yeah, as a high. Yeah. yeah. So that's this is simple. There is no uh, special secret recipe. Now, what you said there, what you said there, both of those two things is exactly the things that I've uh, mind. One is that there's always, you have to find a silver lining to every situation. Yeah. So you've got to find a solution yeah. to, to something that's happened. And as you said, it might not happen. It might take a couple of weeks to be able to find it, but don't but there stress will be a about solution. it, but there will be. And the other thing is, Learn from every situation. Every situation. Because that's how you get better. Yep. You're always evolving. Yeah. It's gold uh, dust. <laughs> this is life heart. experience. This is it what is. I do. Yep. I indeed. Simple. Yep. There's no, I haven't had any book about it. Just my experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, it's worked. It's simple. And I think it'll help youngsters, whoever is listening, this incredible thing. I've never done this, anything like this before. So personal, so close, so relaxed. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Final question. Yes. You've met a lot of incredible people throughout your life. Yeah. Is there one person that stands out that's inspired you the most? Yes, yeah, straight away one name comes up. Uh, my first, my second captain and prime minister of Pakistan, Imran Khan. I'm very friendly with him. Always has been after he retired and after I retired. Mm-hmm. We visited each other, especially I used to go to Islamabad, stay with him, mm-hmm. his beautiful house. And everything I learned uh, as a person in the beginning was him. 
him and uh, street smartness i learned from javed miyadad mm-hmm. my first captain and imran khan i learned honesty and how to be mentally strong if you believe you're doing the right thing you have to wait for 22 years you got to wait then it yeah. will happen and that's what exactly he proved us yeah. he waited 22 years to be where he is now 22 years it is super inspiring because he it? felt for the people of pakistan average person poor people mm. that's where that the hence that's why he came into politics yeah phenomenal isn't it yeah good so yeah imran khan was yep. very influential in my yep. life it's what an amazing mentor as well it's about the have best. that yep on and off the field hooray yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> well was in by i can't thank you enough for taking the time um, to be on this episode of lessons learned with the greats uh, this has been super cool to chat to you i really appreciate you giving no, up the time i enjoyed it what and all um, the best with this thank you and tell me how people perceive this one they will love it okay. um there've been so many amazing insights that we all can learn from for the future and we're going to be everyone's going to be so much richer for allowing me to dig into the minds <laughs> and yeah. the life of one of the world's great greats so thank you brilliant thank you very much and all the best buddy thanks man for more episodes of lessons learned with the greats head to t20stars.com/podcast don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the show on apple podcasts spotify or wherever